0: What makes a hero? Is it a cape? Is it a superpower? Is it simply just the willingness to help and put others before you? Welcome to Civic Socrates, where we have a warm Socratic discussion over a cup of coffee.
1: We are Manan and Parv, and today is April 24th, and we'll be talking about zero to hero. Hero. We've seen a lot of posters growing up
0: from childhood to adulthood. We've seen a lot of movies, a lot of posters, a lot of. Comics, tales, legends about these superhuman people with superhuman abilities who do superhuman shit.
1: Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of like talk around what success is and what it means to us and stuff like that. And so we always try to look up to these people, you know, whether it's Bill Gates, whether it's Mark Zuckerberg, whether it's Steve Jobs.
0: Or whether it's Mr. Incredible.
1: Yeah, you know, these people... I don't know, I'm not sure about Mr. Incredible, perp, but yeah. You, I mean, you don't look up to
0: Mr. Incredible.
1: <laughs> I look up to Mrs. Incredible. <laughs> Bro, what are you saying? Like... Uh, no. no, but she was pretty cool. Yeah, like in the she, intro she's very stretchable. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, we look up to these people and we try and identify what is common between all of them. Right. right, like we try to be like, okay, I want to be like these people, mm-hmm. what do I do? And so normally, more often than not, there's not one clear answer, but we have, we can find some similarities, I would say. So the idea is that
0: since these people are all some, in some sense, superhuman, yeah, they share that superhumanness. So perhaps they share some other habits or things which we can pick on, which are positively Positively related to the superhumanness.
1: Yes, yes. No, exactly what I'm saying. Like, you can learn from them and you can try and adopt what they have tried to do with their life to somewhat increase your chance of being quote-unquote superhuman. Okay, Okay. that makes sense. Yeah, and so one thing that I found that was common between all these so-called superheroes or super people uh, is that not all of them were not sort of satisfied with what they were given. So ambitiousness, hunger. Yeah. So this idea that, okay, you're given something and whether you choose to be satisfied or okay with what you're given. How often does that occur with you where it's like, you are doing well, but to what extent are you content with just doing well? Coming from
0: the podcast that we did over the idea of making decisions, We talked about being a satisfier and being um, a maximizer. And we presented some scenarios in which one should be satisfier, and one ought to be a maximizer. So I feel like it's very subjective and there's context to it, in which case
1: you want to have just enough, in which case you want to excel. Right. And we already discussed that aspect of making decisions. But I want to approach it through a different lens this time around. I want to talk about how we are born naked, like completely naked in terms of what we have, in terms of our literal physical appearance as well. But I want to know how you can go from someone like that to someone superhuman. And so today we'll be talking about how we can go from literally zero to hero. All right. Tell me, preach me, enlighten me. There are a couple of really inspiring stories that I'd like to share with our viewers and with you, Parv, today. And I believe it's important because the end message, the real real takeaway from this is that no matter what you're given in life, that you can always change the outcome of your reality. And I feel very strongly about this, Parv, because I see so many of us trying to work hard every day and trying to just get by. And while most of us are happy doing that I feel like there is something more that keeps us going and that is the pursuit of hope for example hope is a very strong feeling Uh, there's this idea that you want to really do or be on a path that no one else is on and how that path may actually bring results that nobody has ever seen before and I think for a lot of us that are often confused and lost in terms of, okay, why am I doing this every day? Uh, I've been feeling that a lot. I then have to remind myself that I am on a different path than everyone else and that I can be doing so much more with what I've been given, regardless of the fact that sometimes I feel like I haven't been given enough, etc.
0: The reason why I'm looking forward to the discussion that we have today is because we have a fundamental disagreement in the in thought So the fundamental disagreement that we have is that you believe that no matter what hands you're dealt and what you're given you have the chance opportunity and every thing you need to end as a hero in your story yeah whereas i believe that uh, luck chances opportunities coincidences play a heavy role in what people call success. I believe that even if you have more skill than necessary, even if you have put in all the work that was required, even you are all the more deserving of that one position that someone else just stole from you, there's still a need of that little bit of coincidence, a little bit of luck, a little bit of chance, a little bit of destiny involved in every hero story, in every success story.
1: Yeah, and that'll be an interesting topic to explore, especially because I don't think it's a I'm right, you're wrong type of debate, Parv. I think it's more so an interplay between both of them. And some of these stories that we're going to talk about shows that there isn't total of one-sidedness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more so an interplay between both of these things. Right. Well, let's begin. I want to listen to the first story. So, the, the first story that I came across um, was um, Colonel... Harlan Sanders, for people who don't know, Curlin Harlan Sanders was the original founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken, now popularly known as KFC. Um, And now we know it to be this huge uh, sort of fast food chain, primarily sort of covering chicken, fried chicken. And it's all over the world now. It's a multi-billion dollar company. And... um, we, like, what we know of it is fine, but we don't really know the full story of it. Um, And so, if you'll allow me to narrate the story. Sanders was born in 1890 in Henryville, Indiana. And so, we already know that 1890 is a long time from now. And so, clearly, KFC has left its mark, you know. And so, he was six years old when his father passed away, you know. And he was <clears throat> responsible to take care of his siblings. And so already in seventh grade, he kind of dropped out of school and left home to go work in a farmland. And for someone in the seventh grade, that is a lot. Like right? you you got to take care of your siblings and you're already working in, in the farm. And at 16, he faked his age to enlist in the United States Army. Uh, this was when there was a lot of war going on at that time. It's the 1900s. And so after being uh, honorably discharged a year later, he got hired by the railway as a laborer. So now we know that he has some experience working in the farms, some experience working in the army, and now as a railway laborer. He got fired again for fighting with a coworker. Uh, And then he decided that he wanted to study law. And, but then he got into law, and he ruined his legal career by getting into another fight with someone. Uh, as you can see, he's a bit of a troublemaker already. And eventually, he had to—he was forced to move back in with his mom. And he got a job to sell life insurance. And again, he got fired for insubordination. Surprise, surprise! There. The interesting part is he, this guy wouldn't give up. In 1920, which is almost I want to say 40 years. um, He founded a ferry boat company and he crashed. He tried cashing in his uh, ferry boat business to create a lamp manufacturing company only to find out that another company already sold a better version of his lamp. So we have evidence of constant entrepreneurship, constant risk-taking ability over here. But also knowing that his one-on-one people skills isn't isn't the best, you know. And it wasn't until age forty where he began selling chicken dishes, chicken dishes at a service station, uh, and he used to serve travelers on a on a very long highway that did not have any sort of uh, food or rest um, if they when they were traveling. So, point being, when he bought a motel and you know it burned down again, and then he rebuilt it until World War Two forced to, forced him to close it down again, and. Following the war, he tried to franchise his restaurant and his recipe was rejected a whopping thousand nine times before anyone accepted it. And that is an actual fact. If you look it up on KFC.com, you'll actually find it. But his secret recipe coined uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, now that we know it as KFC, quickly became a hit. And that's how he started spreading his franchise and hiring K- KFC workers all over. And now it's he sold it for $15.3 million today, like, valuated uh, in today's time. And he's the guy with the goatee and the white suit and the western string tie uh, that we all sort of see as a symbol of just fried chicken and fast food everywhere. So this is just one of the stories. Um, just I want to know what your initial thoughts are. Uh, I have a question
0: for you. Why do you think this story is heroic? Well, what is the heroic part?
1: The heroic part, in my opinion, is the... Con- constant resilience and again like i said before in the first few minutes of the podcast how people are okay with the cards that they're given and people are always trying to sell a story about themselves if you ask what colonel sanders what his story was he wouldn't have to sell his story to you he'd just have to narrate it and so the difference between us and colonel sanders are is Parv. if i ask you today why weren't you able to run four kilometers when you intended to run six? You would try to sell me a story. And by looking at these people who went from zero to hero, even if they fail, they're not selling you a story. They'll tell you exactly how it is. They won't try to shift the blame on anyone, including the cards that they're given. This guy, his father was taken away at the age of in like when he was in seventh grade. He had to care for his family. Imagine having to care for his family and then switching his career four or five times, knowing that it's your fault every single time. He did not behave well with his workers. He did not behave well with anyone else. The point was, he never tried to shift his responsibility onto the cards that he was given. That's what makes this story heroic, in my opinion. So
0: the heroism comes from acceptance. Right. Acceptance of it is what it is. Acceptance of your reality. Not questioning your reality, not asking for answers about your reality, maybe it is very bad, maybe everything that you do get, gets shut down because of not just actions that you did yourself, but maybe you were flourishing and suddenly there's a world war that yeah. you had no control over and that made a very bad impact on your business, but not questioning it, not not repenting over it, not thinking about it, just trying.
1: Right. And I think there's this huge power in accepting responsibility and accountability for the things that you are currently involved in.
0: I agree. I I firmly believe acceptance is a very strong trait to have. If you are as a person accepting of things and you you take things for what they are instead of what you could have made of them and instead of dwelling upon what could have been done, then I believe you become a very calm and so to say a very... Uh, very cool minded thoughtful
1: balanced, balanced
0: person the the kind of person
1: who keeps their cool Yeah. who doesn't get angry at things yeah exactly and so one thing I often think about is if I was Colonel Sanders in that era would I have continued to take these chances would I have continued to risk everything that I own at some point to keep going even after the recipe was rejected a thousand nine times. And then there's this sense of, okay, resilience, right? Like how, like to what extent can you be resilient when you're trying to chase for a vision that you do not even know exists? I think that's another point. The reason why it's so difficult to be resilient is not because of the challenges itself. Part of, you know, it is because when you're trying to reach a vision, you're not sure that vision completely exists. So it's like you trying to find the treasure, not knowing where the treasure is or if the treasure even actually exists. And so there's this, then comes like the faith and the belief part of it.
0: And that faith and the belief part is exactly what I call coincidence. Okay. And luck. So I absolutely agree that you never know if there is a treasure to be found. You never know if there is something bigger that can come out of this. Like who could have thought that there's a billion dollar idea and frying chicken and sell it in. Who yeah. would have thought that it's a billion dollar idea to sell sugar in water and some, with some carbon dioxide? Yeah. A.K.A. Coke. Coke, yeah. No one. Right? No one ever thought that it was a treasure. It was just something to maintain livelihood at the time. Right. The the guy who started Coca-Cola probably thought he can make a few good bucks out of it, buy bread, maybe, yeah. maybe on a good day buy some meat and have a good family dinner. That's all they thought about. But the luck, the coincidence, the all the destiny part yeah is followed through in these well there is a treasure to be found. If you just dig enough.
1: Yeah. And you need to know where to dig and you need I agree there is some amount of luck and coincidence. But I, I here I'd like to say how do you maximize luck if, if it exists, right? It's through resilience. The mm-hmm. more you like the more blocks you search, the more islands you visit, the more uh, rainforests you you know, try and explore. The chances of you finding the so-called treasure in this context yeah. are higher.
0: So let me give you a brief uh, overview of a conversation that I've had elaborately with my roommate. Yeah, the conversation is about luck and how luck is very important to success. There's a video online on YouTube by Verisadium the youtube channel yeah very sad yeah 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 yeah. very cool guy very youtube youtube channel everyone should check it out and it's about luck i don't remember what the name of the title of the video is but it's about luck and how (coughs) excuse me it's about how luck is very important in success
1: yeah
0: and um the the idea is that when you just said how do you maximize that luck you just go for enough opportunities and then that one opportunity you'll find
1: yeah
0: well guess what you're not maximizing your luck because here's why Let's say we flip a coin. Yeah. We're trying to... F- heads, you win. Tails, you lose. Okay. You flip it once. You get tails. Well, you lost. Well, you flip again. You get tails, you lo- lose. You get flip again and again and again and again. Eventually, you'll get a head, right? Yeah. Which you will win. And that... Well, guess what? That is not maximizing luck. Maximizing luck is when, if you flip a coin, the probability of ge- getting heads is more than a half. Right. That is maximizing luck. You're not just maximizing luck by flipping more coins. You're just... You're just... Doing more events, so to speak, that one day you'll get your expected event. Right. So there is no way to maximize luck. Is my first argument. Okay. There is... Every time the probability of flipping a fair coin and getting heads or getting the win is half. You're just flipping more coins. So you're just doing more work right so you're not getting luckier you're just doing more that is my first argument okay and just doing more events doesn't mean that eventually you'll get the outcome for example you can flip the dice so many times you want yeah but you'll never get a seven right so sometimes what people call pursuing opportunities doing the most doing all that they can well I'm sorry, but in your luck, the world you live in, there is no 700 dice. Maybe in another world, there is a seven-faced dice. Yeah. But your luck just doesn't dictate it. So I feel not to... But not to discourage anyone. But the idea is that if you want to become a hero, yeah, then you keep working every day thinking that there is no luck. Right. It's all you. So you work every day in hopes that it is all you. But eventually, when you reach there, acknowledge all the luck that you've had. Right. Because you've had quite a bit. I'll tell you what, the Olympic uh, records for the fastest sprints, all of them had tailwinds. Mm-hmm. Or most of them did. I'm sure the first one, the record record, the first one in the world, has had tailwinds, but most of them had tailwinds well that's just being lucky bro and there's a lot of, you can run a monte carlo simulation and the monte carlo simulation, simulation idea is on is on the very satyam video where they generate where, when they where they have a random luck generation scale from a scale of 0 to 100 where they generate lucks for everyone yeah. and even if luck that luck scale amounts to 5% of the probability of success 9 out of 11 people who qualify have were very lucky okay so, it's a very cool idea. I don't think I can describe it by just words. It's more of a... Video. Yeah, you
1: guys should definitely check out the Veritas Verita CM yeah. video. Yeah, we're not uh, sponsored by them, by the way. But we would love to. <laughs> We'd love to be. Yeah. Uh, but, no. But for your first argument, I believe there are some things that you can do... To tip it in your favor. To tip a hedge in your favor. And, um, for example, you can have a way it dies a weight coin you know if you want it to roll on a certain and the way you wait like the way you sort of manipulate those situations in real life is for example if you want to be a better youtuber and if you're just starting out it's to learn what equipment suits you the best what style of video you want to do how you want to write how you want to contribute to the virtual space and so by constant reflection of that the constant acquiring of skill sure there's luck involved but I think, I think to sort of manipulate that or tip it in your favor just a little bit, I think that could happen. Another thing that I'd like to sort of rebuttal your point on is um, the, the world is more complex than a heads you win, tails you lose. I understand like where that thought is coming from, but I do believe that there are more complex nuances in which case let's say you just got fired from a job there's this idea that oh there's you know people are disappointed when they get fired or laid off or your job will become redundant and you lose your position in the company but then you that acts like a like a catalyst for some people who are trying to do something more with their life finally becomes a driving force where you're outside your comfort zone you don't have anything to lean back on and you're finally pursuing what you want to pursue And that is what people who play the infinite game are. Colonel Sanders played the infinite game.
0: Oh, I've heard the story about the infinite game. Yeah.
1: So I do believe he played the infinite game because he did not feel like he had chances that are running out. Every time in life when you fail, I try to remind myself that these are just instances, but you're never going to run out of instances
0: yeah can can you quickly describe the infinite game to the audience uh
1: in brief the infinite game is assuming that you have an infinite amounts of opportunity in life so as to not consider the success or failure of one event to be finite or limited but in in so believing that the actions that you take every day will somehow amount to of uh, something of a larger significance through life and beyond that can you give a quick example um so for example if you were so i just had a shitty cam 360 exam today it did not go very well for me whatsoever and so if i think that if i were to play the finite game i would think that okay this is it my grade's going to go off and i'm not going to be able to maintain my gpa hence not being able to apply to med school or not being successful in my med school applications but if i were to play the infinite game i would think of it in a way that okay well it did not go very well but what did i learn from it what went well what did not go well and so with this constant reflection process it may not necessarily mean that i'd still hold my gpa and be successful in med school but I'm not thinking of med school as the end goal to begin with, you know, I'm not thinking of me being successful as a medical school applicant to be my end goal. My end goal is to be able to play the so-called now I say it infinite game and make sure that I am a human being that is valuable in society and that contributes to the wellness or welfare of people in general. So, there are other ways to do whatever you want to do in life than the very thing that you're working on right now. So the opportunities are limitless. Right. Don't limit yourself in thinking this is the only
0: thing you can. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that is the infinite game. It is the, the idea that whatever you think that you're involved in or doing in right now is not as finite or limited that you think. Neat. Well, let's get back to heroism and hear the second story. I'm very excited. So, the second story, I try to switch it up a bit and I think that stories and films and music and art are equally as uh, important as enablers for us to think a certain way. How many times has it been that you've listened to a song and it has completely changed your mood or how you think about something? Dozens. Right. And so there's a character that I resonate with a lot. And I'm sure you have heard of him, Ishaan Nawasthi from Tarez Amin Par. Right. And so let's just put it into hypotheticals now here, Parv. Let's say you were dealt a bad set of cards to begin with. You have in life and in the context of Ishaan Nawasthi, he has as well. Right. He has learning disability called asexia that we find out later on in the film. But let's say you had something like that how important is it for you to one uh h- how how will you be affected by it i know it's very hard to answer that question because you don't actually have fortunately enough um a, a disease or a disability but and how how would you take steps to sort of deal with it realistically as realistically as possible Well, the scenario is very unimaginable
0: right because only the person who is who's dealt this hand knows yeah but I'm sure it's very tough. I'm needing people for every most of the basic things that we do as a lifestyle. Always being independent, being dependent on other people. Very a feeling that is not very savory. Yeah. In a sense that you've you've been stolen of your independence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. How ways to deal with it are probably. Circling so, back to our discussion earlier about accepting things, being very accepting. Well, guess what? It is what it is. Can I do anything about it? No. That's what stoicism is about too, right? Yeah. There are some things that are within your control and some things that are out of control. Things that are out of control, out of your control, then you can do nothing about them. Just forget them for all you care. They don't exist. Yeah. I mean, they do exist to acknowledge them, learn from them. But but there's not take it for what it is, realistically, look at the positives in life. Find ways to grow, your own ways to grow,
1: mm-hmm.
0: find things catered to you, Right. find
1: things you can cater to mm-hmm. and grow. Exactly. And so for people who don't know Ishaan story, uh, he was known as a bit of a delinquent in school. He was not re- really academically com- like com- competent uh, like his peers. He could not balance his movement. Uh, he had issues with personality and attitude. Um, even with his parents. And so his parents did not really know what it was. And so he got kicked out of school. Uh, A bunch of stuff happened. And then finally he went to boarding school. He had to live away from his parents at the mild age of what he must have been, around nine or 10 years old, maybe eight or nine. Um, And there he was found by a teacher who sort of took out his time to understand what this student was going through. And it's a very heartwarming story of how his uh, teacher... Ram, Shankar, Nikum, his the characters in the story, Amir Khan production. Um, Amir Khan sort of takes him, like spends a lot of time working on what his mistakes are, what, what he's going through as an individual and sort of treats that holistically. And so one thing we learned from this example is that this was something he could not necessarily control, like you said. like And, and he tried to control as much as he could, but he did not have, he was not up to the maturity to be able to reflect like we are right now. Yet there were some things that he wouldn't just stop stop trying, right? Like, every day he came back from school and did, worked on his art, right? No matter what happened to him, he was affected by everything his parents said. He lost his friends. He didn't have any friends to begin with. And so there's this aspect of, he knew he was comfortable in being himself until the world tried to shut him down, right? The world tried to say, okay, why are you being incompetent? Why are you being so mischievous or naughty or you know why are you being so rebellious towards the world around you there's a certain sort of comfort that characters have when they're trying to play the infinite game and they're trying to be more than just the average human being and i think i want to touch on that level of comfort so that level of comfort was enhanced through the support of Ram Shankar Nekum, which is the character who's played by Amir Khan, uh, wherein he there's this one person who just tries to invest so much time and effort in you to so to be able to tell you that it's okay to be you. And I think that could just catalyze this entire process of trying to be a hero when you are a zero.
0: So I sense a lot of persistence in right. these stories. Uh, both the stories were about persistence, keeping at it, Maybe discipline. Yeah. And I'm a big uh, believer in discipline. I 100% agree in the code. Discipline will take you places motivation can never. Mm -hmm. Uh, I try to be very disciplined in my lifestyle.
1: Right.
0: Sometimes I slack because I'm only human. But I try try to have a very disciplined lifestyle. And um, discipline uh, can are there in many domains of life. May it be your personal life. May it be your career, um, career life. Professional life, so to speak, may it be your fitness. So, there are many dimensions to discipline. Some people are disciplined in some direct, uh, some dimensions more than others. But a well rounded person is the one who can maintain this discipline, right? So, so to speak, uh, can we say that a well rounded, disciplined person who can will be heroic?
1: I think he has more chances of being heroic. Like you said, luck also plays a huge factor and coincidence mm. also. But I do think if you're disciplined, that means you have committed to a life that is solely decided by you and what your goals are in that life. And to be able to align things that you want from life and um, to be able to put those things into action... Will then make your dreams goals. I think that's the main idea, right? That we always talk about what you want a dream to be, and you okay, you want to be a hero. Yeah, sure. Tell me the exact things that you can do to become a hero. No one is going to be able to yeah. tell you that. But discipline puts that sort of heroism uh, from a destination to then a you know wayfinding map where you can figure out the path on your own. Yeah, but then
0: okay, let's run a thought experiment. Uh, it's a very subjective thing because let's let's think of a very disciplined person. Yeah. Let's call this person person A, and let's co- let's make a hypothetical very undisciplined, a very happy-go-lucky person. Yeah. This person is person B. Person A is disciplined, knows the meaning uh, and the importance of good education, of good phys- uh, fitness, of uh, good work-life balance, everything. Goes to school, have shines with good grades because discipline in studies while also maintaining social life. Yeah. Just to some extent, but not as much. Going to a good college, getting a good degree, say in accounting. Yeah. Works for a big four or a big accounting firm. Does yeah. audit. Leads a good life. Comes back home. Marries. Leads a cheerful life. Person B very happy go lucky. This person does whatever comes at him or come at them whatever they find interesting at the time tried uh, school didn't work out for them not very bright at studies no interest in history, geography physics uh, economics nothing yeah but one day this person picked up a camera or thought well let me talk into a camera for 15 minutes and tell it to the world. Well, suddenly gets millions of views, gets bill- millions, turns into multi turns into billions, be- becomes a sensation, becomes an inspiration to a lot of people and suddenly becomes heroic. Yeah. So discipline is not the only required thing then. Sometimes, so where where, where do we fall on the argument that following passions will make you successful or being disciplined and doing what's right will make you Um. It will make you heroic.
1: I think person B is more heroic than person A in this context. And like we've said before, person B was never happy with what they had. They were happy-go-lucky because they were doing as much as they could. But they were really never satisfied with what they had. And I think that circles back to the first point where we were saying, in order to go from zero to hero... There's a certain amount of not being satisfied with the ordinary that needs to be present. Well, there's
0: nothing or- ordinary about having a very good accounting profession.
1: No, it is ordinary. More people have it than you think. Hmm. I There's nothing ordinary as in it's not a small feat or a small achievement. Yeah. It's just a path being explored by many more.
0: Maybe some were successful,
1: maybe some were not. It's the safer road. Yeah. While personally, we took the road not taken. Yeah. Very often. Yeah. And I think people who have the fearlessness and the courage to be on a road that has not been taken before are the ones that have higher chances of making it, well, not making it successful, but living a life that's fulfilling enough to them. Okay. So let's bring the math.
0: It is a linear regression. The in, the dependent variable is heroism and the coefficient of the regression equation have so far been discipline. to what I got out of this conversation. It's also the risk-taking ability.
1: Yeah.
0: What are some other coefficients to this rec- uh, linear regression equation before we put the error term? Courage. So courage, which in some sense translates to the risk-taking ability.
1: Sure. Well, courage to take risks. I yeah. think let's just put it that way.
0: What other qualities?
1: Ambition is a huge one. Ambition. You you should constantly want more than what you have. You should constantly be looking for more. Yeah. Or to be in some way better.
0: Today I was, let me tell you a personal story. I was thinking about how I might not be very successful in life, maybe. Okay. I was thinking about how I always want new I want everything to be new
1: novelty huh novelty like no, no not not
0: in things not in novelty not 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 in things okay. I meant as in um so well, the conversation started from hair, okay, so I was growing out my hair to make that man bun yeah. The second I reached the point that I made the man bun, I kept it for three days, I removed it. Yeah. Completely different hairstyle. Right. So those three, four months of keeping my hair, uh taking good care for of it led to a man bun. And then I and then I gave it off onto the next thing. Yeah. So my kind of personality is very much, okay, build everything up, build something, then let's move on to the next thing right away.
1: I think there's a certain aspect that sh- that should be explored or like talked about which would be like how do you maintain the things that you've built up and why is it important for you to realize the value of those things after during the process until it's done and even after it's done because what normally happens is we build up things. It's difficult. We built finish building the things. It's there. And now we just move on as if whatever we've just built has no value or at least we are not reminded of how much effort it took for us to build that. What I'm trying to say is there has to be a certain sense of appreciation and um, acknowledgement of the effort that has gone into building those things. Um, Mostly because if you don't, then every other idea is as ordinary as any other idea. And so to be able to give it that much time and effort into perfecting it, we should also be able to respect our idea enough to be able to work on it.
0: Okay. Great. So from. We've heard two stories so far. From the first one. We learned the importance of persistence. The second one also reminded us of persistence. But also told us about. The courage and willingness to take risks. And having the ambition. Yeah. Let's hear the third story. I want to listen to the outcome of the third story.
1: So Desmond Doss was a medic. Um, in the U.S. Army. Mm-hmm and he actually entered in as a rifleman but he was a strong adventist um, he, he had a very strong religious belief that um in those days uh, a lot of people used to believe that you know jesus is coming again and so he was he followed a strictly vegetarian diet and he had a strong belief of not being not wanting to hurt other people he believed strongly in non And he believed that he should never hold a gun. Okay. So, in those times where you are sent out for missions in the U.S. Army as a rifleman, not being able to hold a gun and still being part of the army is kind of difficult. Uh, And so, there came a point where his entire squadron, like, his squad of people, did sort of lost all hope in him, did not like the fact that he was too religious, did not have, like, the fact that he was... Had conservative beliefs, did not like the fact that because they had to do physical activities with the actual gun, like walking, marching, whatever. That he he did not have a gun to hold, etc. And so, after a lot of persuading his uh, squadron leader, asking him to changing from rifleman to like medic, that happened. And so, the point was, this man single handedly saved thirty people from dying. Uh, in one of the missions that he was sent out to this was during world war Two, uh without holding a gun and so this is a situational type of zero to hero movement because when you're actually on the borders in no man's land and there's firing going on all over you are that one person who's a medic who does not have a gun for self-defense and you are helping people people who have lost limbs, people who are going through massive amounts of shock, blood, you know, dropping everywhere, amputated limbs, how do you commit to following your beliefs as well as doing something so good for the world that everyone respects you without ever holding a gun in the middle of a war? So this comes to one, risking it all, Yeah, as
0: in this is life and death. Actually, put everything on the line, everything you had. And the second thing is knowing where you come from, believing your roots, and sticking to your roots. Yeah. So once you identify who are who you are, where you come from, and who what your where your beliefs lie, sticking to them no matter what the others' perception of them might
1: be. Yeah, being true to yourself, even if it's spending days and weeks. On trying to get the design team of the new Macintosh to get the font right, which is which is what we have mm-hmm. which is what happened with Steve Jobs just a few weeks before the launch day. Just literally all the way from that to not ever holding a gun whilst being part of the army and going for missions. Now we see that there's another sort of quality that we can identify. There's some amount of stubbornness between knowing and being very confident in your ideas or what you stand for yeah but again the stubborn has the stubbornness has to be just
0: right yeah because you don't want to end up as the person who keeps fighting with colleagues like the kfc dude yeah
1: no so it doesn't have to lead to a fight or anything the stubbornness has to be just enough for you to still open a or have an an open mind to be able to accept that there are other ways to do something. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there has to be that stubbornness in terms of the confidence in what you stand for and who mm-hmm. you are. So I think that that mark is very hard to hit. But once you have an idea that you really, really stand for,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's important that you believe in it as much as the idea expects for it to be executed well i think
0: i was i was listening to an audiobook yesterday the audiobook very famous called rich dad poor dad yeah um the rich dad the poor dad said well if whenever you buy something you think about the question can you afford it yeah the question's answer comes in a yes or no which is a binary outcome if it is yes then you can think about it's a
1: close-ended question yeah
0: yeah but the rich dad things it's a yes or no question, but the next next uh, question to ask is how can you afford it if the answer is yeah. no? How can you make, make? How can you afford it? So, the uh, don't make it a close-ended question. Just like how um, the Desmond. Medi- Des, how Desmond did exactly. Well, I can't raise a gun, but how can I help the war with my beliefs?
1: Yeah, and absolutely, and that's a powerful idea that you just mentioned because. Again, it goes back to not accepting the cards that you are dealt with. Accepting. But finding a way out of it. Yeah, so
0: he accepted that I am a non-violent person. I can't. It is thou shall not kill. Yeah. I firmly believe in it. Exactly. But thou thou shall save. Yeah. And that's what they continue to do. Yeah. Continue to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this, I want to sort of circle back to the original question. This is what makes a hero. It's your ability to accept the cards that you hold, but play them in such a way that almost always leads to an outcome that you are trying your best for it to be a positive one. So uh, so
0: long as you play the hand right, yeah, even if you're bluffing with the hand, you might end up winning something. Yeah exactly uh, the funny part is we were playing poker three days ago i won quite a bit guys
1: <laughs> yeah yeah par pa made a big buck uh, and he knew how to pay, play his cards right but you will not zero to begin with you ended up the night as a hero though but yeah well i
0: started as zero i made it big in the first few rounds that's true so some some people get early success some people get late success yeah later the same savior
1: hmm That's an interesting topic to explore as well.
0: Maybe in another episode, but I think that covers all that, most of what we had for this episode. However, there can be an endless discussion. I'm sure Manan has more of these stories for us. There have been such, so much more heroic events in the past that we did not even touch. Yeah. We can talk about um, world wars. We can talk about sports. We didn't even talk about sports. But we can talk about sports. Um, There have been so many heroic uh, moments in sports. We can talk about research. We can talk about the epidemics we have had. Yeah. We we can talk about Spanish flu and how it was so heroic to make that vaccine happen.
1: Right. We can talk about Marie Curie and how she was the first woman to uh, dominate in a male, you know, uh, dominated profession of science and how she contributed to radiology which still happens to be one of the most important inventions through which we get our x-rays and medical diagnoses
0: yeah there are so many heroic people around us but what we can do is try to learn from them try to understand their side of the story take the good things take their mistakes also understanding their mistakes learning from their mistakes
1: yeah
0: and um, blending them their lifestyle into our lifestyle and making a unique lifestyle for yourself that works for you
1: yeah exactly
0: Uh, well that is it for this episode thank you so much for listening follow our instagram at Sipping Socrates to keep updated we do weekly posts there about uh, reading material that we enjoy or
1: thoughts that we like to share and think about and and we'd love for you to join in on the discussion guys because with every episode we me and parv talk and that is exactly why we created this episode but our main goal is to try and inspire others to skip the small talk and the only way we can try and make that happen is if you guys join in on the discussion thank you so much it has been
0: wonderful talking to you guys today have a good rest of your week bye